to Dream It, Dare It, Do It, Live the Life You Want. Today, I have somebody special for us. Her name is Stephanie Benedetto Padovani. Did I Perfect. do that good? That was beautiful, Jasmine. <laughs> so guys, I met Stephanie. Actually, it's the first time we actually speak one-on-one. -on -one. Like I, we were in a class a couple of weekends ago and I saw her up and I was like, I guess I said to her when we came on, <laughs> said, I guess I thought I need to talk to her. <laughs> so I just sent her a message and she said, yes. Yeah. So see, this is the kind of girls we are. We're just like, <laughs> hey, hi. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. We just show up somewhere and see what happens. There you go. It's an adventure. <laughs> and I think that, um, that just, you know, comes with the, the, the theme of the podcast, which is by basically live the life you want. Right. Yes. It's like, it's fun to just you know, respond in the moment. Before we, we proceed with our conversation, can you tell our people who are listening, like where you're from, what you do? Yes, I would love to. Where am I from? It's <laughs> an interesting, right now I'm currently living in Sarasota, Florida, and I'm originally from New York, the state, not the city. And what do I do? I do lots of things. Um, let's see, how shall I answer this question in this moment? So I love playing in business. So what I do is I work with, I play with coaches and healers and change-making entrepreneurs to really help them to have fun in every aspect of their business and do it the way they want. <laughs> do business the way they want, right? Discarding rules if that is what they'd like to do and really having fun with every part of business, including marketing, which I talk about unmarketing your business. So it's creating a message that's irresistible and also authentic and finding a way to share it that really feels good. It's simple and easy. Mm. That sounds really inspiring. Like, where do I hire you? <laughs> it's really fun, Jasmine. And it, it can be, you know, I spent a lot of years in typical traditional marketing training. I spent over 15 years studying internet marketing and learned all of the things that I now loathe around psychological manipulation and tactics and scarcity and agitating the pain and those types of things. And I've just started experimenting in the past few years after, you know, I always use them ethically, you know, I'll give myself, cut myself a little slack, but I was using them and it just stopped feeling right. And I thought, what else is possible? So I've been living the, an experiment the last few years to discover it can be so much simpler. Business is really it's a vehicle of creation and it works the same way as any creation, whether it's making something for dinner or making a piece of art or a painting or writing a song. It can be just that inspired by what's inside of you and what you'd like to see in the world and that's simple. And that's kind of what I want to help people bring to their businesses. Well, you know, the, if, you, if I, I'm gonna share with you the history of Dream It, Dare It, Do It. Yeah, please. So 
um, years ago, I became self-employed. So I was, I was an employee and I was like, I'd been 10 years at the same business and I'd done everything at the, the company. You know, I had, I had, you know, the four week vacation time and the good salary and, and I had the, the insurance and I had all of that stuff, but I was totally miserable and I just hated it, you know, and I just, and I, I kind of said, man, I can't believe I was placed on this earth to just be miserable every day. I can't like this. I was, and back then, <laughs> you know, that was already, OMG, that was 20 years ago. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> like, you, you know, you don't, we, now that I'm calculating, yeah, it was 20 years ago. And so 20 years ago, I was like 30, you know, I was just, I was a young bub, you know, I was like this young boxy girl. And, and I was like, so miserable. And I was working like 60, 70, 80. All I was doing was working. That's all I was doing. So one day I just woke up one morning and I said, no, nope, not doing it anymore. Walked mm -hmm. into work and I said, I quit, you know? And naturally, I didn't just walk out of the office. I helped them find somebody to replace me and stuff like that. You know, I do have some, <laughs> I still love these people. You know, I was with them for 10 mm. years. And when I quit the company, I mean, there's a little bit more of the story, but I don't want to get into that story. But when I started my own thing, I made my first, I, I gave myself a company name. And I made it up, of course, because that's what I do. I make, make stuff up. So <laughs> I made up the D3 services. Back then I was listening to Charmed and they had P3, the bar. In, in the show, they had a bar called P3 and I just liked <laughs> the logo. And I said, yeah, D3 for de bien, right? Yeah. And then I gave my first invoice and the guy said, what does D3 mean? <laughs> I wasn't going to tell him it's because of the bar in the TV show that I, so I made some, something up. I said, it's a uh, dream it, dare it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like 20 years ago. And wow. I, of course I didn't use it, you know, as a consultant, it's not going to be like, Hey, hi. Yeah. Dream it, dare it, do it. Like, let's help me with your consulting stuff. That just didn't match. <laughs> So I just used D3 services, but dream it, dare it, do it always came. And when back in October, when I decided that I was going to do a podcast, I was like, what could I, should I call it? And I was like, wondering, wondering, wondering. And then I said, dream it, dare it, do it. And you know, one of the things in, in, in dream it, dare it, do it, that really came out was I was tired. Like the reason I was tired was because I was doing everything according to what I mm -hmm. should do, you know, these yeah. are the rules, right? So I need to go to school, need to find a job, and I need to be there for a very long time. I need to be successful. I need to have the, you know, like I had all of that, I, like you feel like throwing up yet? Yes, I'm making the face. <laughs> <laughs> it's not yeah. fun. Yeah. So, so yeah. So what I did is I quit and then I took everything that I knew I knew how to do and that was a lot because I started as a receptionist and at the end of the 10 years I was a sale manager hmm. sales manager so I put everything on the card <laughs> I can translate I can 
do customer service. I just put everything on the card and I printed the card and I just, you know, gave it out and tried it out. You don't know how many business cards I've had in my life. It's like crazy. But what I do now as a coach is really like, that's what I want people to do. I want them to look at what they truly want. How do they yeah. truly want to live life? So I, I'm really inspired by what you're doing because you're doing it at the level of business, which mm -hmm. is I do when I do coaching, I tend to go help entrepreneurs also. And I kind of just like sift through the crap. It's like, okay, like somebody calls me and it's like, okay, but what do I do about the SEOs? And I'm like, <laughs> But, but you just want a website right now, right? You don't need to worry yeah. about the SEOs. <laughs> like you're, you're not a multi-million dollar company. I mean, oh, I'm not saying you have to have that, but it's not something that needs to we need to worry about right away. Mm -hmm. There are some things that I think, like you said, our message is way more important to spend time on. Yeah. What do you really want to be up to? Who do you want to play with? What game are you playing? And I use the words play and game. It might not be for everyone, but it's certainly for me because it's fun. Like yeah. what, what's the game of business that you want to play? So many times people are doing things because they think they should be, or they have to, or that's what they've always done. And so we can have a conversation about what they really want. And of course you can't do that without really touching on what do you actually want in your life? Because it's your life. This is a part of your life. So it is a very expansive conversation. It just happens that to be that I like to, my gateway in to that happens to be business. And I like to play in the art and the game of business, but there's a whole lot more that goes on there too. So what brought you to that? Like, I know I got to, I want to live the life I want based on the fact that I truly saw I was living the life yeah. I thought I should be living, the life. I thought my parents wanted the life I learned on TV or, or whatever I made up in that point. Like what, what brought you to that conversation? I think it was a version of it's, it's a very, it's a similar story in that I realized I had a life and a business that I didn't want. And in fact, I was 40 years old and realized that I never really stopped to ask myself that question, what do I want? Which shocked me. How could I have lived that long and not really asked myself that? And so when I did, my, my whole it changed my life. It, my whole life changed. And there's something funny about this, Jasmine, that I want to share with you. And I'm, I'm curious what you think about it. Because it began with, I actually want to create a life and business that's mine. But along the way, I read a book called The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. Have you read it or heard no, of it? I For me, it was really powerful. And basically in it, Michael Singer talks about how he thought what he wanted was, you know, he had a spiritual awakening and he thought, I'm just going to basically meditate and do yoga all day and just be in that space of oneness. But at some point he realized that it wasn't really getting him any closer to the enlightenment that he was chasing. I'm really seriously paraphrasing. These are not his words, right? Yeah. This is my remembrance of reading this years ago. 
but basically he did this experiment where he was just going to say yes to everything that life brought him no preference anymore and just surrender that was his surrender experiment and it took him on all kinds of adventures he ended up um having a retreat center at his home because people just kept showing up and he went oh i guess i'm supposed to have a retreat center here they want to live here so i let them pitch their tents and then he built buildings and and he ended up he was a teacher for one point and then he was got involved in computers and ended up the ceo of a multi-million dollar company and none of those things were things that he would have chosen for himself he just said yes so i don't know what it was but there was something in that that spoke to me, something about the surrender. And I said, well, I'm not going to be as extreme as he is, but I'm going to explore what surrender is for me. So I started asking about something called what I call choicelessness and desirelessness. And these are just made up concepts, right? What does that mean to me? What is surrender? And over the years, I started dropping things. And I, that's how I see it now. And it's only till, it's only very recently, in fact, part of what was happening with me in the weekend where you saw me and said, I want to talk to Stephanie, was that I realized that the way that I'm finding what I really want, what I'm really being, is in letting go of me and letting go of control and surrendering to what's moving through me instead of trying to make it from the outside or control it just surrendering to what's actually happening. And that's not passive. It sounds passive at first, but it's, it's the most engaged I've ever been. It is the most authentic I've ever felt. It's the most me I've ever felt, and it's the least I'm thinking about me. If that makes sense. Totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. I, and I see what you're talking about. You know, like, just letting go of... Well, this, I'll tell you what I understood. It's basically letting go of what I think I should be. Like, whatever I made up about myself. Like, you know, I have a lot of, um, like, when, when we got out of that class, the thing that I gave up, like, you know, at the end, he tells us, what, what thinking will you be giving up on? You know? Mm. And the thinking I've given up on that I can still see, but I'm giving up feeding. And it was the first time that I saw it was, how am I doing? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Right? So how am I doing? Okay, what about now? How am I doing? Like, that was what I was constantly looking at. Okay, I did this. How, how's that doing? How's yeah. that doing? How's that doing? Yeah. And the, all that was doing for me was, because depending on my mood that day, you know, it could have been, yeah, you're mm. good. Or it could have been, you suck, you know. But if giving up thinking about it and just staying in the moment. Yeah, see, she agrees. <laughs> the hug just agrees with me. Right, Bo? <laughs> so... Yeah, so it's kind of like now it's just like now. <laughs> and it yeah. was and, and it was totally second nature and it's still there. And it's still there. I can still see it show up. But I gave it up. Yeah. It's like smoking, you know? I gave yeah. it up. 
<laughs> That's cool. And in the beginning, I was kind of like, maybe I could have it. No. <laughs> you can, but yeah. like it stops looking appealing at some point. I imagine like, mm, do I really want to now that you see it? Like, mm. Mm. But also being in this conversation of living the life I want and noticing, you know what? I really don't want that. Yeah. I don't, I just don't want it anymore. Like, it's like, it, it seemed like a good idea, you know? So if I want to succeed, I got to go check in and see how am I doing? Mm, yeah. Right. But now I just, it's not that I don't want to succeed, but it's just, if I can have a good day today, have fun, smile, laugh, love, hey, right? That's what we're really in it for, isn't it? Like having a good time, enjoying life. I can enjoy my life today, no matter what's happening. I can even enjoy having a crap day where I want to complain all day long. I really can. Like I could see how that's, that's kind of fun too. It's not my preference maybe, but if I'm doing it anyway, I might as well enjoy it. As soon as I see that, actually, I'm usually like on the way out. I'm like, oh, that's just ridiculous, Stephanie. <laughs> but like, that's it. Like, don't run a business. Like I have to do these things to get that. Don't live a life. Like I have to do X, Y, and Z so that I can have what I really want. Have what you really want now. And it's closer than we think because what we really want is enjoying our life, I think, right? We think that it means... I have to, in order to enjoy my life, I have to have a certain amount of money in my bank account or accomplish things or have children or leave a legacy or write a book or whatever the thing is, then I will be happy. It's bullshit. That never happens, but we've got now. And whether it works out or not, if I'm enjoying my life now, I'm winning. Yeah. Yeah. Future never gets here. No, it looks awfully enticing sometimes, but it, I have yet to see the future. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you never saw it. It's always over there. Yeah. Somewhere. And still can't see it. <laughs> I have all kinds of stories about it, though. My gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I, um... I feel like popping in my friend Amy on the the um, the the segment that's called "Eat What You Want, Just Eat." So mm. it's a little, it's a theme, right? <laughs> you, you see, yeah, I see that. Um, so I have no idea what we're talking about, you know, because I recorded it a couple of days ago. Although when you see what I'm wearing, you'll be like, "No, you recorded it today." But I promise, I didn't record it today. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm with Amy. Hi, Amy. Hi. How have you been? I've, I've missed you. I know. I know. We haven't had an opportunity to catch up and we both got new hairdos. Yes, we, <laughs> do. we look good. Oh, Bote just heard your voice. She's like, okay, I'm coming. I'm coming. What's going on? <laughs> Hi, little one. <laughs> so, 
So we were talking a little bit off camera, guys, because we wanted to, when we were wondering, what are we going to talk about? And then we were starting to talk. So I said, wait, stop, we got to record. <laughs> so here we are. So what we were talking about is basically um, that in, in feeling healthy, in, in feeding your body, there's the science behind it. And then there's the, the art behind it. And we've, you know, we've heard so much about the art. You know, some people tell you, count your calories. And some people tell you, eat meat. Some people tell you, don't eat meat. Some people tell you, eat sugar. Don't eat sugar. Don't eat fat. Like, it's kind of like everybody's got their art. But what we were discussing was, was like if we listen to like because Amy Amy is about mindful eatings like listen to your body man <laughs> and yeah. uh, and um, so I was like yeah but Amy we listen to our bodies but but I think that you have principles like you understand things that I don't understand when it comes to eating yeah yeah um so I believe that mindful eating does encompass, you know, some education if, if that's what's lacking in, in, in our food, you know. Um, some of us have been raised differently, you know, exposed to different types of foods. Maybe we've decided as a kid we didn't like something, right? Like we've like made up, we don't like that. But as adults, like our palates change and sometimes we actually do like things or if we change things a little bit, we end up going, oh, that's actually, I like it this way, you know? I was such a fussy eater, mm -hmm. such a fussy eater. And I don't know when it changed, but I think when I hit my 30s, maybe even 35, that's like not long ago. Um, and now I eat anything. So you're yeah. right, the palate changes. Yeah. So that I wanted to kind of disclose that first because I might say something and you're like, I don't like that. <laughs> you know, yeah. well, maybe your palate's changed. Give it, give it a, you know, try. So, you know, there there's the basics when we talk about like the the macronutrients, we have our proteins, our carbs you know, um, there's fats, there's sugars, and obviously, like, there's certain ones that, that have more dense nutrition, you know, than others, and so I typically do focus on trying to eat foods that have denser nutrition in them, meaning, like, they have, like, high, um, you know, like, high vitamins, high protein, high other things in them that that like is going to satisfy my hunger right because nutrition is huge that's the primary that's actually the reason we eat but then all the other things are really delicious you know and there's all that factor to eating too and so how do you know so I think what I typically do with like my coaching clients is like we'll kind of We'll kind of actually create our own list of foods that we like, you know. So we'll we'll actually create like a list of the proteins and the stuff that we like, you know, that they like. So then they're actually always choosing something from something they like already, right? Okay. Um, 
So, you know, there's, there's different types of proteins. Protein isn't just animal protein, right? There is like, there's protein in, in dairy. There's protein in legumes. So like different types of beans. There's often there's protein in some really dense protein grains like quinoa and, and, um, you know, obviously you have your fish and your, and your meats as well. And I think it's really important to kind of listen to your body's feedback because I know for myself that starting my day with just a bunch with protein only, it's like not enough, right? Like I kind of, I know I kind of have to have a plate with fat and like some carbs and protein and that that's good for me. Other people might be really good with just a shake. You know, you just kind of listen to your hunger. So what, what does it look like? Some, like something showed up, the question showed up. Like, what does it look like when, I'm sure, I don't know if you're going to be able to answer this question. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. What does it look like when your body needs protein? for example. And that's, I think the the really interesting thing is because it is, you just kind of, when you're, when you're actually noticing how food make you feel, you start actually noticing what foods you need. You know, you, you have to kind of like and you, you know what you've eaten. You're kind of aware and cognizant of like, well, I've had these things. And so you, you just kind of know. I mean, I can't really describe as far as it, but like it's, I mean. Well, let's, let's, let's explore it. Like mm-hmm. if, I, if I have breakfast, for example, and I eat, I, this is my, my breakfast is basically two toasts with peanut butter. Mm-hmm. You know, th- that's what I'm going to eat. That's it with a glass of water and a piece of cheese. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I'm fine. Like I could, I could eat breakfast at nine and then I'll eat at noon. At noon, I'll be hungry though. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I don't put any peanut butter on my toast by 10 30, I'm like starving. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that there's protein butter. I'm sorry. There's protein in the peanut butter. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm guessing. Like I told you, there are things that, you know, it's not something that I look at. Like I don't I, I'm 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 guessing that sugar doesn't feed you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, this is like this is my raw understanding of it. Sugar doesn't feed you. Protein does. Yeah. Um, well, you know, there's different types of sugars. Like fruits have sugar in them. There's different types of. Um, and then there's like your. I'm I'm, mis- I'm losing the word at this moment. I don't know, processed, we're just going to say processed sugars, you know, <laughs> like, so, so there is like, our body breaks down these processed foods differently than it does, um, like, 
honey natural or or yeah or like maple syrup you know so it just utilizes that stuff differently because it knows what to do with it because our bodies are designed to break down things from the earth it's not designed to break down things <laughs> that made up yeah i mean it will it does break it down i shouldn't say that it doesn't it does obviously yeah. break it down but it stores but, it, it stores more of those things it's not it's not quite designed it's like um evolved in a way where yes like you know we we prime optimal health would be trying to get more dense foods but i'm very big on not telling people they can't eat cheeses <laughs> Because I will eat Cheez-Its if I'm hungry. But I will notice that those Cheez-Its only fill me up for a very short period of time. And then I'm hungry again, <laughs> you know, versus if, if I ate an apple, you know, like I can feel the difference in how it, um, how the the longer it, uh, and the, the blood sugar type curve, you know, of like how it crashes or not. And that's really just us starting to slow down and pay, to pay attention to those things for ourselves. Um, and, you know, I personally don't feel and that, that we need to restrict ourselves to the science of eating because all of these diets have something else to say. All of them do. They're going to tell you to eat so many carbs or eat for this size or eat for this body type. And it gets really, really confusing. And if we're in the mindset that we have to eat a certain way and we're ignoring our body, say our body's literally giving us signals that it's hungry, what typically happens is people crash and then they binge eat a ton of food because they're so hungry and ravishing that they eat past like the the point of return and and then it's just sabotaging what they plan to do you know it's kind of like this rocky road versus a nice chill listen go with the flow well what I'm hearing and what you're when you're saying is that it, it's really not about the science of eating it's really not about eating. It's about feeding. It's about knowing what feeds you, mm -hmm. not eating. You know, like, it's kind of like, if you look for foods that actually nourish you, give you something, give your body something, not about putting something in your mouth and chewing and swallowing. It's not about that. Mm -hmm. and when you're coming from there when you're looking at that then I think that the choice of a healthier option becomes natural what do you think yeah like I literally got like this warm <laughs> sensation in my heart of like yes that's exactly it you know, and, and that's really actually how we can approach all of our wellness. We can do what feels good to us. There's a very, there's, there's a very big difference between like what feels good to us, like our ego, <laughs> you know, yeah. and like what feels natural, what feels in alignment, what are we naturally drawn to? 
you know, yeah, we really can be in alignment with that in our, all of our, all of our functioning. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Well, Amy, I think this is a great segment. People just look at what feeds you, what nourishes you and the choice will come naturally. I love it. Amy, thank you. Yeah, thank you. We will, we will come and do some more a little later. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. All right, take care. Bye. It's just amazing how it's basically the same conversation we were having. Yes. Yes. I was thinking the same thing as I was listening. It's like, what if we, what if we just ask our body, our being, our minds, our businesses, what nourishes you? You know, what lights you up? And there is that conversation too, in that there are certain externals, like there are certain foods that are more nourishing, but it's also really, especially with things more than we'd think, it's not just the things we do in business, but how we do them, how we, it's the thinking that looks real to us about them, right? Like if I say I hate marketing and I have all these thoughts about how awful marketing is and what it means, it means I have to convince people and manipulate people and constantly be explaining my value. Of course, I don't want to do it. Of course, it sucks. This is why I talk about unmarketing, which is like, okay, throw all those concepts out. I know I'm making up unmarketing, but it's a nice alternative to what people seem to be sometimes stuck in their thinking about. And okay, now what nourishes you? Let that be the way you share it with the world, starting with what you love. So it's, and it, it's a co-creation, you know, that's, that's how I see it. And I, I've seen that in just with how I can relate to the universe, whether that's other people in business or my body. There's a way to, how would we like to enjoy each other? I love that question. It's great for a relationship, but it's also great for a moment, a day, uh, a plant, a business, a task I have to do. How would we like to enjoy each other task? You know, like <laughs> I can show up any way with this. How would I like to be enjoyable with it? Especially if it's something I'm doing, not something that I can't, you know, like in this moment, I'm here with you. I'd, I'd like to enjoy it. That's nourishing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely remember the time that, you know, at one point I was, I was talking to somebody and I don't remember what, but I was talking and I was saying how I hated sales. Like I hate sales. And then just like talking and talking and talking and talking. And I kind of like, at the end of this conversation, I just saw that it's not the sales that I hate. In fact, I, I love service. I love to serve people. I mean, as a kid, I mean, I used to, when I was 13, I used to drive around. I lived in a little, um, village and I had a Dickie D bike ice cream bike with the bells and I would drive around the city with my ice cream like anybody want ice cream like I'd love to sell I just 
I love the sale. I love the meeting people and all of this. And as I grew up, you know, I learned all the techniques, you know, I was sent to, I, I, I was sent to so many classes on how you should be doing it. And it was just like, I, I hate the manipulation of it. It's just like, you know, when I go on to, a, uh, you know, how you receive all these emails, you know, there's this thing where you receive, they, they, they say statement that you're kind of like, ah, and then you click on the statement and then it says, sign up, I'll send it to you. And I kind of go, ah, oh, I just get so offended. You know, I flip them the bird and I'm just like, no, I'm not giving you my email, you know, or they send you to this page that has 17 scrolls, <laughs> you know, scroll down, scroll down, scroll down, scroll down scroll, until you see the price. Mm -hmm. and Throw it out. It's all manipulation. See how you're stupid. See how you're dumb. See how I could fix you. See how mm. you're so broken. And I just like, you know, at one point, because I'm working on my website right now, right? And I feel like, you know, on my products page, I feel like just putting a statement below here, you will have sales pitch. <laughs> you will have a sales pitch because, you know, I have to tell you what it's all about. But you know, just get ready for it. <laughs> you know, get well, ready for it. It's coming. Well, you know, I saw something that I hadn't seen before. So, you know, as a coach, I learned years ago, I learned how to do an enrollment conversation that was pretty much, I mean, it wasn't a bad conversation. I did it pretty well, but I had a script and it was asking about, you know, the magic wand scenario. And I just, yeah. A little bit my yeah, mind. yeah, exactly. But in the beginning, for somebody who's learning, it's not like it's a bad thing. For me, it made me feel more secure at the time. And so I had this script and, and there were ways to identify the objections and well, so okay, so if you had this and this and this and this, then would you go for it? And, you know, and I was taught that if I know that my service is going to help this person, that it's, it's what they need. And that's a big if, by the way, that I know what they need. Yeah. then it's my obligation to do everything in my power to get them to buy from me. I didn't even hear like ethically, but that was kind of implied, you know, ethically do everything in my power. So where's the line? I saw a lot of people in marketing push that. And I was like, oh, I bought it. Like it's my responsibility to get them to buy from me because if I don't, they're going to walk away and then their life is not going to change and I can help them change their life. But now I think that's a bunch of bullshit because I don't think that I know what you need better than you do. Now you may not choose it, but that's your job. What's my job? To be clean and clear in what I'm up to, who it's for, what you can expect to get, what's on offer. It's so much easier. And so for a, a long time, I was just like, you know what? I started a couple of years ago. I'm not doing sales pitches anymore. So I invite someone to a conversation and I say, I'll start the conversation with, this is a gift for you. I want to have this conversation. We can have it about whatever you want. And if at the end, you'd like to know more about working with me, you'll need to ask. Otherwise, there's no pitch. I'm not going to talk about it. I love it. And, and it was so clean and it helped me. But I saw something new. Last Coaching Mastery Weekend, we did the enrollment conversation. And I had the experience of talking about, here's what I want to get. It was a made-up scenario, right? I'm talking to a coach. I'm considering hiring. What do I want out of this agreement? What would I like to get? 
And so I find myself talking about the things I'd like to create and I want to do something with storytelling and I'm not sure what it is. And so this coach is feeding back to me what he, what he making an offer. So if you could get this, would that be worthwhile? And he wasn't saying what I was saying. So he was kind of paraphrasing and he would, and he would say, so would you like this? And I'd go, no, it sounds good, but you're not getting a yes. But when he got to it, it was like, yes, that's what I want. But what I, what was really interesting is that in the process of having that conversation, I discovered that what I thought I wanted was not what I really wanted. What I really wanted was to, was not to create the thing even. It was to unleash that and just be totally engaged with it and going for it. And when I got to that, it was something I hadn't seen before. And I might've missed, I certainly would have missed if I never had that conversation. And I went, wow, that conversation is really valuable when it's done as an exploration and not a manipulation. And so I've started, I can just, I felt it shift something. I was like, you know, I don't have to be afraid of that conversation anymore. Or like, I'm going to show you what it's like to work with me. And then we can have that conversation because now you get it. I, I could do both. I could do either. I could do something else entirely, but it freed me up to just see that that too can be a beautiful conversation. Like what agreement would we like to have together? And, and I get to say, if I'm on the coach side, I get to say, well, you know what, this isn't on offer, but here's what is. And would this be even better? Because sometimes people think like one client came to me and, and she wants to, um, she wanted me to help guide her through her website and stuff. And I'm like, well, yeah, I can do that. But wouldn't you really like to be clear about your message because you're spending, you know, wouldn't you, wouldn't you like to know that you can navigate any situation because you have that guidance within you and you're going to be okay, no matter how it goes and that you can show up for this and not be overwhelmed and frustrated. Cause that's actually what's on offer. I mean, do you really want to do it? Do you want me to tell you what, cause I could tell you right now what to do with your website. I don't know if it's going to work or not, but I can tell you, is that what, you know, and it was an interesting conversation. It's totally different. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for, in my experience, um, once I'm clear, I don't need to, anybody to tell me anything. Yeah, exactly. Right? I know exactly what I like. Uh, so this is my message. This is what I want to say. Okay. Do I want to say it there, 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 or do I want to say it like this, like that? What tool am I going to like? Once you got the clarity, it just comes naturally out of you. And that's really cool. And that's what people miss out on this earlier today. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, who's also a coach. And, um, she was telling me that she was talking with a coachee and, uh, the coach, he was saying, you know, I don't understand how come, you know, I'm not getting any insights. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I've been doing this and I've been listening to this stuff for a long time. And I, like, I listen to it all the time. <laughs> and, you know, and she just pointed out, well, do you listen inside or do you listen outside? Like, cause you keep looking for the answer outside, but mm. it's like, when you're listening to something, it comes through you and then look within and see what that says to you. That's where the answer lies. It doesn't lie outside. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a misconception. Yeah. That's the same thing with the food, right? Like, I think there's something about what I heard in that conversation was there's something about being in the game with it. 
Like you got to eat food to know what it does for you or doesn't do. You need to have an experience of it. You got to get your hands dirty. It means experimentation, learning by doing. It's learning by being with it and going inside. So you consume the thing and you say, okay, body, how was that? Oh, how am I feeling? Hmm, would you like more of this or maybe not so much? And then maybe next time you come back and you adjust and you learn from there. It's not dissimilar. It's, it seems very similar to me. This, It's yeah. like, what's my experience of it? Because it's mine is going to be different from yours. There are going to be some foods that my body loves and just lights up eating and yours goes, uh, this, yeah. no, don't give me this. And not just because of the taste, but because of how our yeah. bodies metabolize it. Yeah, it's almost like the taste buds are like the thoughts. Like, think huh. about it. The yeah, yeah. Are like the thoughts, but once, you know, it goes through your taste buds and it gets into your body, then that's the wisdom telling you, well, didn't matter that it tastes good. You know, the cotton candy tastes really, really good in my eyes. Yeah. But, you know, once it gets to my body, that's a whole nother story. Yeah. And then there's like this, this communication, I think that can happen where the taste buds are informed by the wisdom of the body and something shifts and it doesn't yeah. taste like, even though like, yeah, I can recognize that this really sugary food I used to love tastes good to my taste buds. It doesn't taste good to me anymore because I saw like something in that wisdom, like said, it's not going to serve you. You can eat it. I'll digest it but it's not really nourishing. It's not nourishing you anymore. It's really great. Like this, this conversation I had with Amy was really like, it was really, even I listened to it again and I could see how my focus was really like to, to listening. Just, I, I, it was the first time that I, it's almost like there's a difference between listening and understanding. Mm. You know, like there's, there's a, it's distinct. But I remember years ago where, you know, somebody would say, did you understand? And I'd be like, yeah, but I was just saying, I, I heard. Yeah. Right. Or I should say there's a difference between hearing and listening. That's mm -hmm. where there's a big difference. Yeah. So people would say, did you hear? And I'd be like, yeah, I heard. Did, you, did I listen? Not necessarily, <laughs> you know, and I think it's the same kind of thing. You know, there's eating and there's feeding. And hmm. I think that the major part of my life I've been eating, but yeah. I haven't been feeding. And what I'm discovering, the more and more I'm in these conversations with everybody, is that I'm feeding. Like, I had lunch today, and I, I was sitting at the table going, who are you and what did you do with Jasmine? Like, literally, I wow. had artichoke dip I had cucumbers I had celery I had a tuna sandwich with with um onions and I was like you know my like typical is burger and fries or wow. you know chicken and fries <laughs> something with fries <laughs> you know so it's really different and it's natural it, it it's it's a natural thing that occurs like I think of the fries not saying I didn't think of the fries, but I, I kind of looked at the fridge and I was like, wait, there's this, I could do that. So, and that's just amazing to me. Mm. So live the life you want, eat what you want and understand what you want. 
Hmm. Yeah, I, I love the way that you are integrating what it is that you want to see, the direction you're looking in, the things you're exploring, and like letting everybody see it. <laughs> I love that. That's one of my favorite ways to explore like, hey guys, I'm experimenting. You want to come see me? Lop and fall <laughs> on my face? Bumble and fumble and stumble around? Come on. That's what I'm doing, guys. <laughs> I'm definitely doing that. And I'm like, you know, some people say, you know, it's long before you get to it, Jasmine. I'm like, this is a conversation, guys. Just be in the conversation. Just listen to the conversation. I know it appeals to some people. It doesn't appeal to, I mean, if you would have, I started season two in January and I decided in season two that I was going to do the clips, the, the segments, eat what you want and move mm -hmm. the way you want. And in, I had so much thinking around it. Like, I can't talk about this. This is not something I should be talking wow. about. And, and the more that I talk about it, the more comfortable I am at being who I am. Because that was something I needed to hide. Yeah. You know, pretend. Yeah. Well, I love it. I'm responding to it. I can see. I, I admire that. I like, I aspire to that myself and do it in my own ways. Like, why not integrate my life? Why not let people see what's really going on with me? It's so relatable. Whether someone has, you know, wellness goals or wellness challenges or not, we all have challenges. Yeah. And I, and, and, and I'm really looking at innate health. I'm really looking yeah. towards that direction, which is super cool. I, I love looking at a complete health also. So mm. yeah, just health period, you know, health in my relationships, health in my body, health in my business, health in my life, health, just health. So, well, this was fun. Thank you, Stephanie. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me, Jasmine. So if people want to get in touch with you, let's say they want to get in touch with you, they say, hey, I want her to help me clear that message. Well, where would they get in touch with you? Uh, the best place to find me really is probably my website, theawakenedbusiness.com. Okay. And you're also welcome to friend me on Facebook. Um, I'm experimenting. I have a I have a no social media unmarketing experiment that I'm kind of in the midst of. And it's not, I'm leaving social media. It's like, what else is there? How else can I be with it? What, you know, what is this? Do I have to do social media to have a business? Because there are a lot of people who will tell you that you do. If you're in business, you have to do social media. I'm like, yeah. So I'm on Facebook still. That's really the only social media that I do. And you can friend me on my personal profile, reach out. And if you look cool, I'll say yes. And then we can hang. <laughs> But if you don't look cool, forget it. You'll never hear from me again. And you'll just know I made a judgment that you're not cool. There you go, people. This is, <laughs> this is the people I invite to my podcast. <laughs> Judgmental assholes. That's right. <laughs> well, the only thing it's like, if somebody's got sales pitch, sales pitch, sales pitch on their profile, I'm like, I'm probably not going to want to be your friend. Do I really want that in my feed? Do I want to invite you? you know, uh -uh. But other than that, if you're yeah, cool, yeah. you're in. Okay. I, I usually don't don't respond to the hi baby. I just <laughs> respond yeah. to those. Yeah. <laughs> I just I I actually even block. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so don't say hi baby. Uh, <laughs> good way to not being blocked by Jasmine. Don't say hi baby. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> All right. Well, before we end, I like to end with a nugget of wisdom. Would you have a nugget of wisdom for the listeners? Hmm. A nugget of wisdom. Let me ask, is there a nugget of wisdom? Okay. This is what's coming to me. So if there's something in your life that's bothering you, like something that you wish was different, you want it to be different, in particular, other people. So I'm thinking about um, like a, a conversation that I was having um, with my climate, client playmates and she was, she was feeling a lot of anxiety about a new client that she'd brought on because she had an arrangement with her that they weren't going to be able to start. It's a group program and she didn't have enough people in the group program yet. So there was going to be a delay before they started. And she was just having lots of anxiety. Now the woman understood and everything was fine. And she was checking in with her regularly and saying, you know, I don't have the group set up yet. Everything cool. Yep, we're good. I'm enjoying this. We're great. And yet she's worried about it now. And she said, I can't stop. Like I, I keep thinking about it, that she's going to be unhappy. I'm going to disappoint her and she's going to get away. Like I'm going to lose the client. And so what came to me to say to her was, what if you just fire yourself from the job of being responsible from everybody else, for everyone else's feelings? Because <laughs> this woman is doing a fine job of managing herself. She does not need you to change or try to, you're doing a crappy job of it. It's impossible. Fire yourself from that job. <laughs> so I guess if I was going to say, like, is there something that you're making your job that sucks, that's impossible, like trying to control other people or trying to control the outcomes, like trying to control the weather? Oh, my goodness. Come on. Trying to control everything that your dog does. I mean, you can have an influence, but can you control her? Is that a good idea? Probably not. Fire yourself. There you go. <laughs> Fire yourself, people. <laughs> Jeff was like, I don't know what to think about. Was that a wisdom nugget? That sounds kind of weird. <laughs> no, it is. It's a, it definitely <laughs> is a wisdom. If you're like taking on something that doesn't belong to you, just fire yourself. Yeah, not your job. It doesn't have to be your job anymore. Stop, quit. Yeah, great. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure to have you. And uh, to everybody else listening, I'm going to say, hey, Dream it, dare it, do it, live the life you want. <laughs>